Alexander. Shabbat for three. Bingo! Butler will get it for the win. Butler will get it for the win. Butler will get it for the win. He is hard to believe. Here's Jordan. What's going on guys? Welcome to Dime Dropper for another 2021-22 post-game recap. Before we get started, please make sure to subscribe on YouTube at Dime Dropper Podcast, on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, and of course, to follow us on all social media platforms at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Dime Dropper Pod. So for tonight's episode, we're going to be just talking about one game tonight. That's going to be the Lakers and the Rockets that went down at Staples Center tonight on this Halloween night. Happy Halloween to you all. First time, actually, guys, that I handed out candy to kids trick-or-treating coming by my house. And it was a different experience. And I'll tell you what, it made me feel old and I didn't like it. But let's get to the game tonight. Hopefully you guys are doing well. Lakers-Rockets. And after that, I'm going to briefly talk about the Premier League, a little roundup for my footy fans. Because I did watch some games this weekend in the Premier League. And I'm going to briefly talk about the Rams. So let's start with the Lakers. Rockets coming to town. And if you guys watch my preview, go check it out. I thought at the bottom of the barrel portion with Lucas, I said the Rockets were going to be the worst team in the Western Conference. It's very clear to me that it's the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Rockets. They're just going to be battling out for that worst spot. But the Houston Rockets were playing the Lakers tonight. And, you know, I saw some really good things from the Lakers tonight. In my opinion, this was the best the Lakers have looked with the exception of a couple of things. I will explain what what I think they need to do better. But you also should not just look at the final score to indicate what happened in this game. You know, it doesn't tell the full story. The Lakers were in command of this game, and it started from the beginning. And it started with Frank Vogel making a crucial adjustment that a lot of Laker fans have been calling out for, something that I've talked about in the lives at length. And that was Anthony Davis as the five and removing DeAndre Jordan from that starting lineup. Instead, they brought in Avery Bradley, and it made an immediate difference. The perimeter defense was on another level tonight. Bazemore and Bradley put such great pressure on the ball. Obviously, they let him get a little physical, but they still called fouls today. This was a more modern game, but not, you know, modern to the point where it was unwatchable type of thing, like, you know, the last five years, but in the sense that it wasn't too ridiculous. But by the way, just to make a point about the officiating, league-wide efficiency is lower than it was since the 0405 season. So or lower than it was in the 0405 season. So back to is the NBA getting better and better? My video series that if you haven't watched it, you've got to watch it. It's making me look better right now because it just shows that no matter what, you let these grown ass men get more physical, it is going to be harder to score. It is going to your the efficiency, the numbers going to go down. Everyone's like, "Oh, these players are so much more skilled. That's why the efficiency." Give me a break, dude. It's all about the rules as well. Obviously, guys have improved in certain skills, but you know what I think it's really exposing here is, as I talked about the other night, when guys aren't hitting their outside shot, who has inside presences that can go back to the basket and get easier baskets down low? 
not many teams, and it's exposing a lot of that, in my opinion. And yeah, the percentages are down. I love that. It's exposing a lot. People's individual scoring numbers are down. But let me say this about the Lakers. Russell Westbrook and LeBron James, I think they did, that they found the best balance tonight that they found thus far. And I think LeBron did it exactly how I said in my preview with the Lake Show about going more to the mid-post and to the post. And I think he did a much better job of that. Russell Westbrook at the top. And LeBron would bring it up here and there as well. And you know what was good was Russell Westbrook was actually 2 of 4 from 3 tonight. And some of those were off catch and shoot. I remember one time LeBron got an assist to him. And obviously that's not going to be the case every night. But obviously when it is, when he is making those open threes, that's great for the Lakers. I mean, huge. So that was big, but mostly it was LeBron off the ball, and I really like the areas in which he was going. Trying to post up, it's less charge into the basket. It is taxing in ways, fighting for position, but at this point, I think if you're smart, and I think LeBron has gotten smarter in the post, and I think he has had post game for 11 years or so now, since the 2011-12 season, but it's inconsistent in terms of when he goes to it, and obviously at times he has... Moments of choppy footwork. Tonight wasn't one of those moments, though. I thought he had some really nice moves. You know, he had a nice drop step spin over the right, over the left shoulder uh, layup in the first quarter. But one of my favorite plays was when LeBron was in the mid post on the left side of the court. This was in the first quarter. Russ gave him the ball. He turned and faced and just kind of surveyed, but didn't survey too long where it's like, okay, they're just inviting you to go. They were sagging off Kent Bazemore. And LeBron, who in my opinion is the best cross-court passer in NBA history, whipped one all the way to the right corner to Kent Bazemore for an open three. And it was just dissection there by LeBron without even a dribble. And that is his brilliance at its finest. And it all comes from being in that mid-post. So, again, Laker fans, I'm not saying it to hate. I'm really being serious. I think LeBron had his fingerprints all over that first half. And even when they went to the bench... You know, I thought Westbrook was pretty good. He was attacking. I thought Anthony Davis, though, was the entity that was in the box tonight in many ways. He was not getting looked for in the first half really at all. Uh, he was just kind of a pick-and-roll man. And I thought his defense was good, though. I thought the Laker defense was sharp. but they were getting over screens well, getting steals. Even Westbrook, I thought his hands were very active tonight. Carmelo came in, and he had really active hands in addition to a lot of other things that he was doing. Obviously, you know what that is, getting buckets. But two steals and four blocks for Melo. LeBron also had four steals. You know, there was one play also where LeBron just pushed somebody in the back straight up, and it was so funny they didn't call anything. But... He had some nice steals today, some great hands. Westbrook also had a steal and just forced some turnovers here and there. But the Laker defense was sharp. The Rockets, though, in the second quarter, I mean, the first quarter, they only scored 15 points. And I thought that with the Laker defense and the intensity increased, it allowed them, <coughs> it allowed them to get out and run a little bit more. And that's what we talked about in the preview with the Lake Show. We've been talking about all season in these recaps. Lakers got to get out and run a little bit. And that is what they did in that first quarter. It was good stuff if you're a Laker fan. That comes from the defense. That's where the Lakers, as they've said many times, Frank Vogel teams, that's where they make their identity. Second quarter, you know, I thought Carmelo Anthony gave the Lakers a big boost. Again, home court mellow. Staples Center mellow. It's really looking like a thing. Cleveland. 
was it? I think it was Memphis, yeah. And then tonight, he was just awesome. Coming off screens for that uh, elbow pull up, you know, catch and shoot. And LeBron and Melo are developing great chemistry. You know, Melo's can be. A, they want him to be a catch and shoot guy that obviously gets his ISO looks, and that's exactly what happened tonight. And he was awesome. 8 of 14 from the field for Melo. 5 of 8 from 3. That is incredibly efficient. 23 points. And obviously I mentioned the 2 steals and the 4 blocks. No turnovers either. A plus 7, plus minus. He was awesome. He was the leading scorer for the Lakers again. And LeBron is just, you know, one pass again. Some of these passes LeBron makes take so much strength. And he makes them look so easy. When he was spinning full speed and then kicked it out to Carmelo behind him. That pass takes a lot of strength. It got to Melo. He made the three. And in the second quarter, LeBron was just putting on his show. He had a little extra something-something tonight. And you won't be able to tell but from the 6 of 19 field goal uh, shooting and the 0 of 6 from 3. And we're going to get to that and why that happened. I think it was mostly in the second half. But he was playing great in that second quarter. He was put on his show. He even had a one-on-one switch against Shangun. And he mixed him up. Like, mixed him up. It was crazy, but he missed the shot. It would have been all over your timelines. But overall, I just thought that LeBron was just doing a good job dissecting the defense, getting the ball in really good positions low. He was still turning the ball over here and there. He had two turnovers, but it felt like he had one or two more, honestly, because he was taking some risks with his passes. But that's what LeBron does, and I think you got to live with that, especially if you win. I think he was getting a little jumper happy, but that was mostly in the second half. But then in the first half, the Lakers were in command, did a really good job. Just Anthony Davis wasn't looked for much, and the Rockets just had a stretch where they could not hit a shot. They were getting actually some really good looks even in that second quarter, moving the ball and making good reads off pick and roll. Christian Wood just could not hit from three. One of six from three in the game. The Rockets were six of 28 from three overall in the game. The only person that actually could hit was Eric Gordon. I don't know how he's still doing, you know, how he's still on this team. 17 points, four of 10 from the field, four of six from three for Eric Gordon. So the only shots he made were threes. He was 0 of four from two. But yeah, I mean, KPJ, Kevin Porter Jr., 1 of 5 from 3. As I said, Christian Wood, 1 of 6. Jalen Green, 0 of 4 from 3. He was 2 of 8 from the field, only at 7 points. Turned the ball over 4 times. And the Rockets just turned the ball over so much. In the third quarter, LeBron started just shooting a lot of threes. You know, it just seemed like he wanted to get that going, and he just could not hit, and I didn't like it. Westbrook, you know, he had his fair share of nice pull-ups tonight, but he also had his fair share of just... You know, just running up the court and pulling up. And one hit, like, the top of the backboard that could be unchecked in a full later this week. And just some weird-looking shots. And AD, you know, he they, they tried to get him going in that second half. But he's just out of rhythm a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And, like, he got really good looks. He sh- ended up shooting 17 shots. But, like, 7 of 17, 16 and 13. I didn't even notice a lot of those rebounds. But that's not to say that he didn't do a good job rebounding. I'm just saying it just... The Rockets play a lot of five-out and shot a lot of shots on the outside. You know, they didn't really put too much pressure on the Laker defense at all. Their collective basketball IQs were so poor. I mean, there were so many layups missed on both sides. Stu Lance even pointed it out in commentary. But the reason why the Rockets didn't really fully come back into this game was because in that third quarter, you know, when LeBron was shooting and couldn't really hit, Westbrook was shooting, couldn't really hit, weren't really feeding AD, AD wasn't being aggressive, wasn't trying to get the ball, wasn't trying to... You know, post up, you know, a couple times he had Eric Gordon, you know, and I've honestly just become accustomed to it where I'm like, 
All right, that's what AD is. He doesn't want to be a he doesn't want to be a super superstar that brings it every night and dominates. He doesn't want to be that because we see it in his body language and his decisions on the court. And you know what? That Laker fans may think I'm hating because the Lakers still won and whatnot, but nah, you're not going to be that lucky against other teams when he's playing that way, because LeBron didn't have a great shooting night, neither did Westbrook, they both shot on under 50%, and the Lakers shot only 40% as a team, and that's not because the Rockets played that great of defense, you know, they have some athleticism on that team, but the Lakers, they got a little comfortable, started, you know, trying to get fancy and put on some nice plays for the crowd, Melo, you know, Melo honestly did his thing, but I thought the Rockets could have gotten back into the game if they weren't turning the ball over so much. And a lot of them were just completely unforced, ridiculous turnovers. It was a joke. Terrible. I mean, it was just such bad basketball. Stu was even joking around about that they could, you know, contest the turnover record. But it was just bad basketball in that third quarter. 21-19 to in favor of the Lakers in the third. And then the Rockets outscored the Lakers in the fourth because they got comfortable, even though the Lakers started off the fourth pretty well. And by the way, some good pick and rolls tonight with DeAndre Jordan and Westbrook at the top of the key. DJ finishing with some reverse jams. LeBron with that reverse jam in the first half. Oof. That was the L train. Reminded me of the Cleveland days. He had a pep in his step the other night, LeBron. He was my player of the game. I thought he was good defensively too. 15 points, 7 rebounds, 8 assists, 4 steals, a block, only 2 turnovers. 6 of 19 and 0 of 6 from 3. You know, that's the thing about Braun, though. I think that he wasn't shooting all that much in the first half. So he just kind of, you know, wasn't really shooting too many jumpers. He was operating in the post. And his jumper can be inconsistent, even at this day and age. It's much better than it was before. But when he's not really getting those shots up early in the game from deep, which he really wasn't tonight, it doesn't really get going sometimes for him. And that's the thing. We'll see how that bodes going forward. It's just interesting because he's all these guys sacrificed their stats tonight, and they won. And that's exactly what they got to do. Westbrook is actually the one of the big three that ended up getting the best looking stat line as the Lakers win the game and avoid a little scare at the end from Houston. Ninety five, eighty five. AD started playing a little bit better towards the end, and when he got the ball in the low post, you know there was one play where he got the ball against Eric Gordon and scored just easy turnover the right shoulder, like six foot jump little hook or whatever, not even a jump hook, a little push shot, push shot one-hander. And Stu Lance was like, AD against the 6'4 Eric Gordon. You, you know, when he gets the ball against him, he's going to score. Yeah, well, why doesn't he just like do that every time he gets him on him? Because other than that, it's a wasted possession if the Lakers don't score. Be great, man. Whatever. Russell Westbrook, 20 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists, only 2 turnovers. 9 of 22 from the field. He shot more than AD and LeBron. As a Laker fan, I don't... Uh, if you're a Laker fan, I do not like that. Um, but it was okay tonight. But I don't like him shooting more than AD or LeBron. I personally think if I'm a Laker fan, I like AD shooting the most. LeBron, Westbrook. But I also don't think it needs to be that calculated. You gotta just play in the flow of the game. And the Lakers won tonight. But I also think they gotta look to get AD going more and he's gotta be more assertive. 16 points, 7 to 17. Nah. So... You know, that was it for the Lakers tonight. They got the job done. I don't even care about the Rockets stats. There's no point of even talking about it. But yeah, Carmelo Anthony, 23 points, 8 of 14 from the field. DeAndre was 8 points and 4 of 4 from the field. I'm going to talk about the Premier League for a second. Arsenal. They've really turned this ship around. Mikel Arteta has finally gotten a chance to really get his signings in. And 
guys like Gabriel, guys like Ben White. And honestly, I slept on Ben White. I didn't think he was that good because of the first couple games, but he's been really solid next to Gabriel. He even has the ability to kind of charge forward Antonio Rudiger style at times, and it kind of impresses me. He's not that bad with his feet. I think uh, Gabriel, he's just changed his whole team when he's come into the side. He's been great. Tommy Yasu's been great at right back. You know, a big win away from home at the King Power Stadium against Leicester this weekend, 2-0. And they've been they've been good lately. You know, the win against, I think it was Aston Villa, 3-0. They played great in that one. Just playing a really attractive, you know, a, a, playing attractively. Like, they're a fun team to watch right now with the young players. Emil Smith-Rowe, Saka, you know, moving the ball quick. Aubameyang, trying to get back in his groove. Tom, uh, Thomas Partey, very solid player. Sambi Lakanga, all these guys, these young players, moving a little pep in their step, moving the ball fast. And Arsenal, they could creep up on some teams, and they look like they're going to be ending up in those Europa League spots. And yeah, Aaron Ramsdale, good shout-out in the chat. He was unbelievable, and he has been unbelievable. Leicester had their chances, but Ramsdale did such an amazing job. And poor Burnt Leno, because he's a solid keeper as well, but wow, Aaron Ramsdale, he has been unbelievable. Like, just top class. And speaking of top class, let's move on to Chelsea, my squad. Top of the league and continuing their winning ways at Newcastle. You know, St. James Park has not been an easy place for us over the years. Chelsea fans are familiar. I've had some memories of us losing at St. James, even with teams of the highest quality when we're talking Chelsea. And, you know, no Lukaku with the injury, no Timo Werner with the injury. Where were the goals going to come from? Tuchel started a front three of Ziyech on the left. He hasn't done much at all this season. Uh, Kai Havertz has the false nine up top. And then on the right, Callum Hudson-Odoi, who's been playing very well lately. I like the rest of our team, seeing N'Golo Kante back in the side. But we couldn't do anything. We didn't have that creativity. And that's something we lack sometimes when teams park the bus on us, put 10 men behind the ball. We struggle to score. And we were struggling to score in that first half, struggling to create any chances. But in the second half, the moment of brilliance came when Callum Hudson-Odoi made a nice run down the left-hand side, lofted a ball into the box. It came to Reese James, who absolutely lashed his left boot around that thing into the top left corner to break the deadlock. And I was loving it. He has been unbelievable this season, defensively, going forward, making the winning penalties against teams in the Carabao Cup. He has just been a breath of fresh air. His service, his passes leading up to attacks, and then the second strike as well by Reese James. It was a little bit of an empty net, but he hit it hard, so the keeper had no chance to get back in a position. Wow. And then obviously, Jorginho penalty to seal the deal. But 3-0 for Chelsea. Another win, taking care of business away from home. Another great 3-0 result. You know, we are not conceding goals at all, and you got to give a shout-out to Mendy. Another Speaking of Ramsdale, Great goalkeeper, Mendy. One of the, becoming one of the best keepers in the world in front of our eyes. Shout out Petr Cech, my favorite goalie of all time. Tied with Tim Howard around. I'd maybe give Cech the edge, though. I love Petr. But scouting department, finding Mendy and bringing him here. Or I shouldn't say here. Bringing him to London. Bringing him to my club. And Champions League winner. I'm pretty sure he won European goalkeeper of the year. Fact check me. UEFA goalkeeper of the year. Fact check me, chat, if you can. But he was... It has just been fantastic. And you got to get that FIFA rating up, man. But Andreas Christensen, Thiago Silva, and Antonio Rudiger especially, in my opinion, have just been 
incredible this season. Shut down. Ben Chilwell's been fantastic lately. Even for Alonso had a great start to the season, but Chilwell's coming and done a job so far as well. Just a fantastic performance by the lads all around. And Man City dropping points again at home because of another red card. So that's huge for us. Losing to Crystal Palace, who have put up some really good performances lately. Beating City now. And of course, getting that point away from home at the Emirates Stadium to Arsenal. The other game I watched was Man United and Tottenham. Tottenham, no juice, man. Harry Kane looks disinterested. Skip looks out of his league. And Bruno Fernandes... Great ball over the top to Cristiano Ronaldo. What a strike that first one was. Second one was fantastic as well. But man. Oh no, it wasn't. I'm sorry, he didn't score the second one. That was ruled offside. But a nice through ball to Edinson Cavani for the goal. It's different formation. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer going five at the back. And I'm actually happy United won. Because as I said in the other streams, I don't want Antonio Conte to get hired as their manager. So seeing Ole Gunnar Solskjaer win, he always seems to keep his job alive with that result at the end when his job is on the line, huh? Ronaldo, though, incredible strike on that volley. That was fantastic on that first goal. Big win for United, 3-0. I hope they stay in the title race because they're pretenders. Top of the league, Chelsea, baby. We're going to win the league. Now you're going to believe it tonight. You better believe it tonight. You're going to believe it. We're going to win the league. Rams getting another win as well. A very light schedule, I might say, for the Rams lately. Detroit Lions last week, the week before New York Giants. And this week, the Texans, and we beat him up. Another good game for Matt Stafford, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, who's just having a hell of a season, Leonard Floyd, the whole defense, everybody doing their jobs. Not much to say. That's going to be it for the live tonight, guys. We're going to go to the live subscribers now. I want to say this is going to be my last live for a bit. My next video will be out tomorrow. I'm sorry, no. It will be out on Tuesday. That will be the Clippers OKC vlog. Hopefully the Clippers break their little two-game losing streak against the Oklahoma City Thunder. First time, SG, or second time SGA's been back to Staples Center with fans, I believe, since the trade. So I'm excited to see our guy SGA. Because I only saw him one time uh, as a Clipper, actually. So looking forward to it. That vlog will be coming. Graduation video will be the next one after that. Hopefully I can get Coach Steve's video that I'm still... Out. I'm still going to try to do that and hopefully make some posts on Instagram over the break. Probably not Twitter and minimal Instagram probably because I'm going to enjoy this trip. And you're going to see it. Hopefully I can get some good videos. All right, guys. Peace out. Thanks for joining me. Let me know what you think. As far as the audio, if I don't post Coach Steve's video, this will be the last episode. So thank you, subscribe uh, listeners on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Make sure you leave a rating. Leave me a, Give me a five-star if you want or a four-star if you think I need something to work on. Remember, I'm always taking criticism, always taking feedback. Peace out, y'all, and now to the chat.